0: Hello, Hampton Roads. Hello, seven cities in the 757. Welcome to another episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. So glad that you've joined us today. You may be listening to us on WGPL. You may be listening to us on WPCE. Makes no difference. You're going to get the same good material. Thank you for joining us, and we really hope and pray that we're going to say something to encourage you on today. Again, welcome to this broadcast of Marriage and Family Clinic. Um, We're here to help you understand the dynamics, provide you insight as we discuss Uh, your marriage and your family relationships. Definitely want to help you repair them, enhance and grow them, even perfect your relationships. Um, I'm expecting a guest here with me on this evening, and as soon as my guest arrives, we'll jump right in. But uh, uh, I I want to continue in this vein of uh, dealing with men and their issues uh, we've been dealing with the man and his sexuality for a couple of weeks now. And I think this is extremely important because as I ended on last week, I, I, I ended the program by telling you that I was really trying to drive home the point that a man's sexuality is a big part of his identity. A man's sexuality is a big part of his identity. Now, I don't want you to take that statement and run with it. I don't want you to jump overboard and draw any conclusions. I don't want you to be biased at all by that statement. Uh, So what I'm going to do, I'm going to remind you of how we define sexuality. And we can actually define sexuality the same for a man as we did for a woman. And keep this in mind also, that we are not, sexual beings because we have sex our sexuality as well as uh, the gift of sex those are gifts from God sexual behavior sexual activity sexual intercourse as well as our sexuality those are two different things but they are both gifts from God and you and I should be thankful for those gifts And all gifts from God come that we may have pleasure, that we may worship him, that we may bring him glory in exercising those gifts. They come to add to our life and our abundant life. So there is no negative when it comes to the issue of sex and the issue of sexuality. Those are gifts from God. But we definitely need to be wise and spirit-led as we engage in and exercise those gifts so that we can fulfill their God-given purpose. A young preacher said to me a whole lot of years ago when I first began pastoring back in the early 1990s, he said this to me and I've been saying it ever since, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you're bound to abuse it. And so if you don't know the purpose of your sexuality, if you don't know the purpose of sex, you're going to abuse it. And that's why I'm studying or 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 I'm trying so hard to delve into the matter of a man and his sexuality. Just like we tried hard to delve into the matter of a woman and her sexuality. Because if you don't know the purpose of it, you're bound to abuse it. So when we look at all of the hurt, the pain, the horror, the sorrow, the, the misfortune, the tragedy, when we look at that all, any of it that's engaged in the male-female relationship, any of it that is a result of sexual behavior, it's because somebody did not know the purpose of their sexuality. And the gift of sex. So with all of that said, I do want to summarize again our definition of sexuality. And remember, we are not sexual beings because we have sex. Having sex is a part of our sexuality. It is not the whole. It's a part of it. So then, what exactly is sexuality? Sexuality is a combination of a man's or a woman's personal attributes. Uh, those attributes being their physical appearance, their personality, their disposition, their attitude, their mannerisms, their mental capacity, other elements, their the shape of their body, the color of their hair, the texture of the hair, the length of the hair, the 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 tint, the the hue of their skin, the everything about the person comes together. And all of those elements work together. And when all of those elements work together, that man or that woman is able to project who they are. And that's sexuality. And that's what is attractive about a man or a woman. It's not only their physical appearance because most of you will agree with me, you've seen some people who are physically appealing, but by the time they open their mouth and talk for five minutes, you don't want to have anything to do with them. But then you've also seen some people who, are, who do not fit what we traditionally call good-looking. And yet, if you spend time talking to them, they have some ways, some mannerisms, some characteristics that are really attractive. And so when we're talking about sexuality, we're talking about everything about a woman, everything about a man, even the way they walk. Even the way that they walk, the way that they make their decisions, the color of their eyes, the length of their eyebrows, how they talk. They, you know, some may have a, a, a southern twang. Some may have a, a, a northern, I don't even know what you call it, a New York accent or, or that New England accent. Some may have that California Valley way of talking, whatever the case may be. But they use all of those elements. Everything about them comes together. And that's what makes them attractive. And that's how you define sexuality. It's a gift from God. Mainly, it's a gift from God. Listen, who you are, who you are, you didn't get it on purpose. Who you are was given to you. Who you are is heavily impacted by your childhood experiences. Who you are is heavily, heavily impacted by your immediate caregivers when you were growing up. Who you are is heavily, deeply uh uh influenced for a lifetime by your family of origin the family that you grew up in but you know what you came in here with a disposition you came in here with some personality you didn't you came in here with some so whoever you are it's a gift to you either by those you grew up around or by what god put in you when you were born You know in studying psychology we always dealt with this question are we who we are based on nurture or nature and the answer truly is both some of us has been nurtured into us and some of us is in us by nature but whatever it's all a gift from god and you can use that for negative purposes Or you can use that for positive purposes. You can use that to fulfill somebody else's dream, to be a stalwart pillar and support in someone else's life. Or you can use that to seek your own good, to be self-absorbed, to be selfish and self-centered. You can comprehend and interpret your sexuality as something that makes you the center of the universe. Or you can comprehend and interpret your sexuality as something that God has blessed you with. To help make other folks' dreams come true. To help be a companion in a fulfilling long-term relationship with somebody else. This is how you can use those. So that's the point that we're making when we're talking about sexuality. It is a gift from God. Well, I'm so happy that my guest has finally joined me here in the booth. (laughs) You know, I can breathe a sigh of relief. I didn't want to go alone tonight. You know, I was ready to, but I just didn't want to go alone tonight. Uh, I want to tell you all, everyone that's listening to us tonight, uh, my special guest is none other than Dr. Nicholas Anthony. Uh, I've had him on the program with me before, and uh, I'm so glad to have him again uh, uh... such a pleasure to have him I tell you, he's an elder in the Church of God in Christ, a true man of God, has been married, uh, is going into his 26th year now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, He's going into his 26th year now. Uh, uh, he's married to a very, very vivacious lady, uh, Sister Carmen Anthony, uh, and they have a really, really dynamic marriage relationship. And I tell you one thing that I appreciate about Evelyn Anthony, you know, I'm honored to have him, truly honored to have him stop he's by and chat with me for a little while but I tell you and I like having him on because I don't know what it was. I think God knitted us together and we just kinda uh uh, uh began to liken one another and Praise love one another brothers really Early on, when we met one another yes, a sir. few years ago, and uh, we had some of the same uh, uh, passions for life.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, some of the same likes. We both studied psychology. Now, yes, he's sir. a doctor. God bless his <laughs> well, heart. Well, praise the Lord, sir. God bless his heart. <laughs> uh, I'm still not convinced I want to do all the work. Come on but,
1: uh, over. Come on. Come <laughs> on. <laughs>
0: But brother Lord. Anthony, it's so good to have you. How you doing,
1: sir? Today? It is good to be here. Hallelujah! I am just ecstatic
0: <laughs> for the opportunity to be with yeah. you again. Sir. It's just good to have you. So good yes, to have you. And and I was just talking about, I was just breaking down my definition of sexuality. Right. Uh, the combination of a person's personal attributes that yes. they. Use in this synergistic way, and the way that they project those attributes actually makes them attractive to another person. Absolutely. And and uh, and when I say another person, I'm speaking of a member of the opposite
1: sex. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. That's exactly what we're talking about
0: here. <laughs> and 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 you know and and man, I really, I really don't want to offend anyone. Understood. And, uh, but we just. We just understand the Bible right that. to be the first and main authority for living.
1: Absolutely, sir.
0: And God has created us male and female. Yes. And that means more than physical anatomy. Yes. That means down at the subatomic level, right. the chromosomal level.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
0: uh, uh, we are different and we always will be. That is correct. You can change the anatomy. Right but dad. you cannot change the genes. Absolutely. You sir. cannot change the DNA. Right and dad. so and, and 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 Brother Anthony, yes, the, sir. The, the amazing thing and I, I just pointed out that how some men and even some women mm-hmm. they can use their sexuality for negative or positive gain. Yes. They can use their sexuality to be a hindrance or a help. Right. Uh to be a hurdle or bridge, mm-hmm. it just depends on the individual. Right. And so much about that is determined by the family of origin, the primary mm-hmm. caregivers, and and what was going on in their childhood. Right. And, 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 and I want you to jump in right here and yes. help me understand some of the things that go on in childhood mm-hmm. that will help an individual, that will heavily influence an individual's formation and establishment of his or her se- uh, sexuality.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I I will start off by saying, and I normally do not like to use the word unfortunate when I'm beginning to explain something. (laughs) But you know, unfortunately, um, there are times in the life of a child that can be so horrific, that can be so impactful, that it tends to um, have um, residual effects as they become older. And as such, the impact of whatever it is that they may have experienced Mm -hmm. can have such a significant impact on that life that it can pretty much throw their life out of the right direction that God would have for each and every man and woman. And because of that, you know, there are times where, you know, a child may look for love. There's a song that talks about looking for love in all the wrong places. Places. Well, the thing is, a child is looking for love. When a, when a child is mm-hmm. born, you know, in the in the field of psychology, they talk about how you know, unlike animals and so on, mm-hmm. that ha- that are born with that basic instinct of survival from yeah. the time they're born. A child comes out dependent on mm-hmm. his mother or mm-hmm. father mm-hmm. in order to show love. As a matter of fact, there are some psychologists who believe that children are indeed born with some survival mechanism, such as smile, such as a touch, in order to draw love Mm. from whomever it Mm. is that is providing. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, as that child grows older and continues to look for that love, if the love is not shared Mm -hmm. in the right way, it can definitely throw off the proper direction for the growth of a person yeah, and I like how you say that
0: if the love is not shared in the right way, absolutely. And so, and what it sounds like you're alluding to is maybe a young person, a child, would experience
1: some sort of trauma. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Un-
0: unfortunately. And, and, and trauma is. Uh, trauma makes for an emotional yes. experience.
1: Absolutely.
0: That may come to a child too early. Yes. And they're unable to deal with that emotion. Absolutely. But somehow or another. There's a mechanism in the mind and in the yes, heart that yes. packs it away. Absolutely. Yes. But because it's pack, it's packed away,
1: yes,
0: it doesn't mean that it is properly or adequately dealt with. Absolutely. And that shows up That's right. in adult relationships. Right. That's Absolutely. that's what I'm hearing you say, and, and, that and, is exactly and I really what I'm I really appreciate you saying that because yes. uh, that's that's how I describe it so often. Right. I call it leftover emotional energy. Absolutely. Le- yes, You, you didn't. Indeed. You did because because you're not talking about it or yes. because you don't feel it every day. Yes. It doesn't mean it's properly dealt with. Absolutely. And so the type of trauma that we're talking about is maybe a child was touched in a. Improper way,
1: there you too early. It. There you have it. Yes.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, and and it just unleashed. Right. Some feelings words it unleashed. Are spoken some emotions to the child. Yeah.
1: That are, that shouldn't be shared with a child. Yeah. You know, um, at the child is placed in different um, scenarios or different situa- situations that can be utterly impactful Mm -hmm. in a more negative way and as such you know um, when a child uh, seeks ways to deal with that type of impact some may indeed try to repress it but the fact that it has not been dealt with directly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is indeed just lying dormant until the opportunity to bring itself and to manifest itself. And it always happens in adult relationships. Absolutely. And I think it happens
0: in adult relationships because that's when you intentionally, purposely seek love. Absolutely. Seek to be loved and seek love. But... The, the love framework has yes. been skewed. Has been skewed, absolutely. The love framework right. has been twisted and warped. Yes. And now the way we express love yes. is twisted and warped. Yes. The way we interpret love coming to us is twisted yes. and warped.
1: Isn't okay. it something to think that it's difficult to receive love? Wow. Yes, you would think anyone would be receptive. I just want to be loved. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But unfortunately because of that trauma in childhood and the skewing of of the idea and definition yes. of love, so forth and so on, yes. people can actually think that physical abuse is an expression of love.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, it, you, you are fully aware of this as well, that, you know, in the, in the field of psychology, they talk about the attachment theory. Yes, yeah. And oftentimes, you know, the attachment theory is one of the primary people that comes through or is referred to as Bowlby. Yeah. And um, as such, you know, it talks about the fact that, you know, uh, you could tell perhaps what type of attachment uh-huh. a person may have had to his caretaker right, or right, to his right. l- mother or father, yeah. dependent on how that person reacts later yeah. on. If there yeah. was a good attachment, then the person is a bit more outgoing, a bit more engaging, a right. bit more, you know, um, willing to interact with others. Securing However, his Or in his person. However, if the attachment is not so good, Uh then there is a possibility that there will be some reservations there. You know, it's one thing to be conservative, per se, but it's another thing to be fully reserved to the point that you're unable to interact with others. And you're unable to have healthy relationships. So those are the type of things that, you know, you take into consideration. and, and, And when we talk about sexuality, You know, within a Christian marriage or within marriage in general, a lot of what has happened to a person throughout their life can Mm -hmm. indeed be manifested in whatever relationship that they have. Right, right,
0: right. And I'm so so glad you brought that up because uh, uh, when we're talking about attachment. Yes. And uh, I describe sexuality as the combination and the synergistic effect play when all of a person's attributes come together. Well, and said. that can be used negatively or positively. Absolutely. So the person who has that secure attachment, the yes. person who has that firm attachment, their yes. needs were answered in a timely manner since infancy. Yes. That person is going to grow up secure in their person. Absolutely. They're going to use their sexuality for positive means. I'm Absolutely. here to help somebody, yes. I'm here to help somebody fulfill. Their dreams. Right. But the person who wasn't loved yes. properly, who yes. wasn't loved in a timely and manner, man- whose needs were not met in a timely yes. manner, yes. then they're going to use their yes. sexuality yes. in 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 a deviant way. Yes. In order to Twist and manipulate relationships Absolutely. so that they can receive love.
1: Roger that. You that know? is correct, sir. And, and
0: I, I heard something this morning. You know, my wife and I we watch uh, ministers on on TV each morning when we're getting ready for work. And I turned on this morning, and they're on YouTube. Yes. Uh side note, you can find anybody preaching and teaching you want on YouTube.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, I you know, but this morning I happened upon a sister uh-huh. who was talking about childhood trauma. I said, Oh, yes. that's where I'm going tonight, mm-hmm. Elder Anthony and me. Yes. And I was listening to her and I love how she put this and, and she said a lot of things that I've said in the past. Yes. But one thing is the trauma childhood trauma will skew the formation of your concept of sexuality. And in fact, the childhood trauma will, in essence, skew the view of yourself. It will skew how you see yourself. It will skew how you see God acting in your life. It will skew your vision of who God has made you to be. And, and, and you know, just as we were talking a moment ago, my mind went back to, uh, and you've had little children before. Yes. Remember when they were one and two? Uh-huh. You would hold them up high, Absolutely. and they would just jump off a building. They yes. would jump off a ledge. Yes. They would just jump no off. No fear. Absolutely. No fear. Yes. But then if you catch them about four or five. They're yes, not jumping off good. of anything.
1: That,
0: you know, and absolutely. six and seven, they're not jumping. They have learned yes. fear. Yes. And yes. where they once had no fear, uh-huh. they would look in the mirror and see themselves as fearless. Yes. Their experiences yes. has taught them yes. that you can be hurt. Yes. And it has raised fear in them. Yes. And sometimes. The experience can be so traumatic that it raises an unreasonable amount of fear in the individual. And now we get this individual who's going to be totally withdrawn, as you described just a moment ago. They're going to be totally withdrawn and fearful of engaging in relationships and will even sabotage. Uh, A relationship when they get into one because things are going well. I'm
1: afraid. Uh, Let me do something to stir up some chaos. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that point up because the thing is, as a result of them not experiencing that love earlier, when they do finally experience it, it is so good to them prayerfully, it becomes so good to them that they still recall what it is that they went through and they fear that it is going to indeed go away. So therefore, in order to ensure that they can save themselves any type of heartache, such as what they may have experienced earlier, just like you said, they go ahead and they sabotage the relationship instead of, you know, uh, seeing their relationship as an opportunity for for what I read in an article as being love, liberty, and selflessness mm. in marriage. Oh, wow. And that is powerful. Wow. That is indeed powerful. Wow. When, when we come together in a marriage, husband and wife, yes. you know, and, and, and we keep God first and so on, and we're in love with each other, it's about love, liberty, and selflessness. Yeah. But because of the hurt... The only thing that can be thought of is survival. And as such, that survival will cause them to retract. That survival will cause them to think, hey, I got to look out. I got to look out for number one. Even if it means manipulating
0: my wife and manipulating our marriage relationship, I'm so fearful. My heart and my mind are so twisted about the concept of love that I'm deceived into using my sexuality Fish. to manipulate even my wife so that I can make sure that I receive my idea yes of love Bishop
1: I couldn't have said it better wow Absolutely.
0: wow and you know Absolutely. you just reminded me yes. and and I said just before you arrived mm-hmm. that uh if you don't know the purpose of a thing you're bound to abuse it ah I like You're that. You're bound to abuse. And that's what a young preacher said to me early yes. on in my pastorate. Yes. He was one of my first ministers. God bless his mm-hmm. heart. That was almost 30 years ago, and we still have a relationship today. Amen. But uh, that reminded me that, and I've said on last week and, and a couple of weeks prior, that mm-hmm. the purpose of sexuality is to facilitate intimacy yes. between a man and a woman. Yes. yes. And this intimacy is about connecting deeply on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. Mm-hmm. The point of intimacy is. For a woman and a man to get to know, accept, and appreciate, and love each other yes. on the deepest level, Absolutely. and that is the purpose of God giving man and woman yes. the relationship. And marriage. Those types of experiences. You're not supposed to have those types of experiences outside the bond of holy matrimony. Roger.
1: Absolutely. Bishop. But because
0: of our twisted ideas of love yes. and sexuality,
1: Absolutely. We, we
0: interpret most any touch.
1: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> As love. As love. We Mm. Yes, sir. Please.
0: We we and and you know and it reminds me Mm. I I can't stand when I look at television or look Mm. at a movie and a couple they'll meet in a bar and all of a sudden they're having this hot steamy sex in the bathroom of the bar and don't even know each other's name yet but wake up in the morning and say I love you Mm. Mm -hmm. something has been loosed inside that was loosed out of time loosed out of purpose. And, and just loosed out of order. And now the concept of love is twisted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And because we fail to realize, or people fail to realize that mm-hmm. the concept of love is twisted, They look for this experience over and over. It becomes like a drug. Yes. And they're trying to replace the last high.
1: Absolutely, Bishop. And the thing is, you know, they take that as being, they take the sex of it. They take um, the, the feeling, the joy, the supposed joy of it as something that is only for them. Yes. You see, they become selfish in their search for that yes. instead yes. of understanding that, you know, when, when when the scripture talks about how that a man is supposed to love his wife like God loves the church, that's talking about having a relationship. That's talking about being selfless. But when you're in that type of situation like you just described, it's all about you. Yes. It's all about the individual. Yes. I need to get this feel right now. Right now. You see, when you are married and you are in love with your wife, you're not only concerned about you feeling good. You want your spouse to feel good. Yes. You see, but in the process of whatever it is that you have going on in the bathroom, as you describe that kind of stuff, it's all about you. Yes, yes. Selfishness. Yes,
0: selfishness. Utter selfishness. That's it. And love is not selfish. It's not selfish. The one thing love is not is selfish. In order to love right, it must include sacrifice. Self sacrifice. Self sacrifice. You know, we don't. We don't have a lot of time <laughs> yes. left. I, I uh, uh, man, as always, as yes. always, the time is gone before you know yes. it. I so often feel like Carol Burnett. I'm so glad we had this time together, together just to have a laugh and sing a song. See, we just get started, and before you know it, come the time yes. we have to say so long. Absolutely. But listen, in in about the last two minutes here, yes, sexuality, mm-hmm. the combination of a person's personal attributes, the synergy of those attributes coming together. For, for about a minute and a half here, let's talk about how men mm. can use their sexuality to project power.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Because that, a man, a man is all about power. Yes. A man is all about pride. A man is all about competition. Yes. And and we see it even from the first time you meet a man and shake his hand for the first time. <laughs> yes, we're going to see who's had the tightest grip. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, and, and we're always going to go one better. Yes, but and a, but a man who has a twisted view of sexuality mm-hmm. and love, yes, is always seeking attention and seeking to be loved. Absolutely. and he learns to use his personal attributes to
1: draw attention to mm-hmm. himself. Yes, even when he's married. Absolutely. There are some men that even though they are married, just as you said, there is a desire to be desired by others other than their spouse. Yes. And that's where you start running into issues. When we talk about, you know, how we are indeed Uh supposed to be, you know, content with such things as we have. When you're at that point and you're that type of man where the satisfaction of your wife is not enough mm. your wife's love for you is not enough then that is a man that is using his sexuality to sh- to take power over his spouse yes. and over relationships yes. in general
0: yeah 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 and and men we 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 You know, I'm trying to make this short. Yes, it's hard to make it short. We may have been created to go out and conquer. Yes. But remember, if you don't know the purpose of a thing you're bound to abuse it. So if you don't know the purpose of your personal power, man, mm-hmm. you're going to abuse it. Absolutely. And in short, if you feel like you have to rule over your wife mm-hmm. and you have to be the boss of your wife and your mm-hmm. wife cannot have say so, mm-hmm. then you're misusing and abusing your personal power. Absolutely. Hey, listen, Elder sure. Anthony, my God, our time is up, and I've got to get out of yes. here. we got to close this out. I wish we had some more time. Listen, you've been listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. My good friend, Elder uh, Nicholas Anthony, Dr. Nicholas Anthony has been joining us. So glad to have him. I'm going to have him back again soon. We're going to have to finish this. But until then, we got to get out of here. And remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.